0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Indie Talk Wrestling Podcast. Sorry, I got caught up in my words there. I am your host, Paul Martinez. Today we're going to do something a little different. I know we don't talk about WWE here, but last night was WrestleMania. And uh, of course, it's the biggest night in our industry. Not our industry, meaning me, as I'm not really in it, but you know, the wrestling industry. And so we're going to talk about that show. I'm going to try not to spend too much time on it. I also want to go over Evolve 39, and there's some other shows that came out. Evolve 40, a WWN joint show with Evolve and Dragon Gate USA, and somebody else I think was involved. So those are other shows we're going to go over with later in the week, of course, with Nirvana TV, Lucha Underground. Um, if I could get a hold of the Shimmer or the King of Indies tournament, um, we'll go over that stuff too. So don't worry, the show's not changing. We're not becoming a WWE show. Uh, plenty of shows to listen to If you want to hear WWE commentary I just thought for Wrestlemania We should go over it quickly I'm really going to try to go quickly on this I do have some serious thoughts about one match And when I get to that one I guess we'll talk about it But the rest we'll just try to Give you a quick uh, rundown on what happened Okay So the opening match was a ladder match R-Truth, Daniel Bryan, Stardust, Dean Ambrose Dolph Ziggler and Luke Harper this is a good opener. You know, it's for It's a continental championship, which is hanging above the ring. Fine match. It really made me think about how much they missed the Money in the Bank uh, being a part of Mania. And I guess, in a way, that's what they were thinking about when they booked this. Is this is the way to bring back Money in the Bank without bringing back Money in the Bank. I think they should try to figure out a way to have a ladder match every year. It just seems more WrestleMania when you have it. Daniel Bryan wins this one, which was smart booking. The crowd loved it. They were hot after the match, uh, you know, with the cheers. It was a smart way to get the crowd really into the show right off the bat. Everybody's in a good mood. The hero Daniel Bryan won. So, uh, good layout putting this at number one in smart booking. Second match, Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Um, This was a very, very good match. Oh, by the way, I gave three and a half stars to the ladder match. This match, I gave three stars. Uh, as Randy winds up winning it with a fantastic finish. And while he somehow turns a curb stomp into an RKO. Uh, really, really nice finish. Great job. Uh, both men really worked hard in this match. And uh, it showed. I gave it three stars. And a smart layup for the crowd so far. Oh, geez. The next match is Triple H, which Sting. Yeah, the match is 10 years too late. And Sting is not what he was. And this match was dreadfully overbooked. We had run ins by the X. We had run ins by the New World Order. Um, you know, being really the, out, the outsiders, which is Hall, Nash, and Hulk Hogan. So we had all these old people outside the ring flopping around. Shawn Michaels wanted uh, up super kicking Sting at some point. We had bats. We had hammers. Tremendous amount of overbooking here But I guess it was done. maybe There was concern if Sting Had enough to go 20 minutes anymore In the ring Didn't look like he could Really He did not look as good as he used to Even in his later TNA days So But for some reason The parts about this that really bothered me And I want to talk about One was the announce crew In which they were Obviously instructed by Vince Throughout this match To bury Sting to bury WCW, and He keep talking about how WD won the won the war, uh, WCW, and this annoys you on so many levels. Vince, you're an idiot. Why are you still talking about the war, which was over 20 years ago? And did it sting say in a promo this had nothing to do with WCW Pride. This all had to do with the fact that Triple H is out of control, and he was there to try to put a stop to them. So he said this had nothing to do with WCW. So why are you pushing the WCW angle? Why? Because you're thin-skinned and your ego gets the best of you as always. You're the most egotistical idiot I've ever seen in my life. This is everything I hate about WWE. On top of it, you had Sting lose. Nice. 25 years we trying to get this guy in your company. You finally get him in. You get him in a WrestleMania match and then you have him lose. You didn't have him lose to Seth Rollins. You didn't have him lose to Bray Wyatt. No. You had him lose to Triple H? Who's like got one foot out the door as it is about to retire? Did he need to win that much? You couldn't give Sting the win at WrestleMania? Oh, I, oh, I don't want to talk about this anymore because I'm going to lose it. The match sucked. The booking sucked. The, well, the over insane booking sucked. And then just the fact that you put Triple H over Mr. Ego himself. That sucked. Then you had him like then you made Sting shake his hand after Triple H beat him with a hammer to win the match, yet Sting shakes his hand. Oh yeah, you knocked me out with a hammer. But let me shake your hand. Good match? Oh screw you. Screw you, Vince, screw you, Hunter. You guys came off so even more small than I already think you are here. Okay, next segment, which is actually a nice one, was with Daniel Bryan being congratulated. I don't know who the girl was that was interviewing him, but she was really lovely. Uh, We saw a lot of former Intercontinental Champs come over to congratulate him, such as Pat Patterson, Roddy Piper, Steamboat, Ric Flair, who, uh, you know, when Ric Flair starts doing his woos, he out of nowhere just chops Steamboat, which I got a a pretty big giggle out of. Brett the Hitman Hart, they're all chanting Yes. Uh, Ron Simmons comes over And uh, he's looking at this And they ask Ron Have you ever been Intercontinental Champion Which of course he has not So he realizes this And gives us the obligatory damn reference And walks off Uh, More yes chance. I thought this was a cute segment I don't know if this means anything I hope that it means that They're going to give Daniel Bryan a chance To bring the prestige back To the title when these men held it But to be honest, I don't have any faith in anything WWE does. So I'll be shocked if that's the case. Then we have some live music act. um, Some girl I never heard of. Some song I never heard of. Some rapper named Kid Ink, who wasn't really good at all, comes out. They also had some drummer from a rock band. He seemed to be pretty good, but I don't know what band he was from. I don't even think they mentioned it, but he seemed pretty good. Now, the song was okay, it was catchy, whatever, but it just came off really B-list for WrestleMania. Uh, where was El Cool J? Wasn't he supposed to be here? Then we get a tag match, uh, the Bellas versus Paige and AJ Lee. You know, this match, You know, I'm sure a lot of people got up to go to the bathroom and get food and drink beer and whatever else. When uh, a WrestleMania Divas match comes on, it is usually a train wreck. Uh, but this one wasn't a train wreck. I'm not saying it was a good match. Don't start sending comments. How could it be? that was a good match? I'm not saying it was good. It just wasn't a train wreck. Which, if a Divas match is not a train wreck, you kind of got to call that good. Because 90% of them are. Paige is really good in the ring. Breeze is very good in the ring. Although I think she was injured. Because he barely wrestled this match at all. And was holding her arm kind of funny. So She might have got hurt. Um, AJ Lee, I'm not a big AJ Lee fan. I know people for some reason love this girl. I don't know honestly why. I mean, she's a pretty girl, very cute, you know, those little shorts and I can understand, you know, on a visual level why you may like her, but as far as a wrestler, I'm not really a big fan of hers. But anyway, she winds up winning it. She gets the Black Widow on Nikki, Nikki taps, Paige and AJ get the victory. Nikki It's definitely improved in the ring. I'm not calling her good either. Uh, But she used to be dreadful. That's horrible in the ring. And I think she's gone from horrible to meh. And, you know, if you're meh and you've got good workers in the ring like Paige with you, uh, they can cover up a lot. And plus the fact that she's insanely hot covers up a lot. Because I'm sure that distracts people from watching Bot Spots just looking at all her hotness in the ring. Next, we have Rusev versus Cena. I want to say a little bit about this match, too. First, there was a really nice video package hyping the match. Uh, Rusev comes out. He's booed. Cena comes out. He's booed. I have to say, at this point, people who boo Cena, you're trolls. Stop booing Cena. If you're booing Cena, why? Because then you don't know why Cena was being booed for in the first place, and you're just doing it to try to seem cool. And you're not cool. You're a troll. He, Cena was booed because Cena was shoved down the fans' throats. We were tired of it being in every main event. We were tired of him always being the champion. We were tired of him being Superman and always overcoming these insane odds. And if you look the way Cena's been booked in the last year, that has completely changed. He has lost probably more than he's won. He's constantly getting laid out. He hasn't When's the last time he main-evented uh, when he fought Brock and got destroyed? He doesn't main event, any pay-per-views anymore, really. So, I mean, people really need to stop booing Cena. You got what you wanted. You got other people. You got him out the way to get other people up into the top spot. That's what we wanted. We didn't want this monopoly of Cena on everything. And we don't have it anymore. He's here on a mid-card match at WrestleMania. What else do you want? Stop being trolls. Stop booing Cena. And please stop complaining on social media about how Rusev should sort have of won. Rusev is the future. First of all, calling Rusev the future is almost comical. Second of all, do you know how wrestling works? Do you have anything, any idea about booking? See, this is all these young fans who know nothing about what wrestling's about. And they don't understand where this sport came from. This is about good versus evil. Meaning that in the end, good triumphs. So that's what's supposed to happen here. Cena's been destroyed by Rusev. He, was, he passed out against him in the last pay-per-view. Though Rusev comes to the ring. He bashes America. Waving the flag. The Bulgarian flag. And, and all this stuff. All this anti-American stuff. And the Putin stuff. And everything else. So we're at WrestleMania. The biggest show of the year. And that's when he's supposed to lose. Finally, good triumphs over evil. That's the way you're supposed to book if you don't know how to book, and you don't know what you're doing, please just don't talk what you don't know, because it just makes you look really, really idiotic. Anybody's complaining about the booking of this match has no idea how wrestling works. Next, we get Triple H and Steph in the ring. Let me try to get through this as fast as I can. Basically, they're in the ring, they're cutting a promo about the attendance, then Steph turns heel on the crowd. Uh, Puts them down Out comes The Rock To a great ovation The Rock wants a piece of Triple H Triple H doesn't want to fight him Stephanie slaps The Rock Tells him to get out the ring What are you going to do You ain't going to hit a woman Get out of my ring So Rock does He leaves the ring But What he does is go out And get Ronda Rousey Who's sitting in the front row Of course Ronda Rousey The UFC women's champion The baddest woman on the planet And, uh, you know, she's undefeated. She's never been close to being defeated. She is an uh, absolute beast. So she comes into the ring. Uh, There's more trash talking going back and forth. Stuff is like, get out of my ring. Ronda's make me. Uh, Finally, it breaks down. The Rock and Ronda clean house. Uh, Looks like it's setting up for some future uh, mixed tag. I don't know if this is going to be for next WrestleMania or maybe for SummerSlam. But it definitely looks like they're setting something up with Rock and Ronda. I guess Triple H and stuff in the future. This whole segment had its moments. It really did. Uh, But it took 22 minutes. And that's way too long uh, for WrestleMania. For some, you know, in-ring promo stuff. That's just too long. Again, it wasn't terrible. It just was too long. Next, we get The Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt had a fantastic ring entrance. He's walking by, and as he walks by, he brings to life Scarecrows, who follow him to the ring. It was a great visual. Whoever's responsible for this, kudos to you. Fantastic job. My favorite entrance of the night. Um, Taker comes out. Uh, the fans you know, still love Taker. He looks better than he looked last year, and he looked a little better in the match. But he didn't look good enough for me not to feel like it's time for him to really hang it up. I felt it last year. Nothing that happened at WrestleMania made me change any different. He does win the match of a Tombstone Power Driver. People did complain that maybe he should have put Bray over. As again, we get the Bray is the future. I will say I wouldn't mind him putting Bray over, but I wouldn't have him put Bray over at WrestleMania either. WrestleMania is not the place to take you to put somebody over. If you want? Let him come back at another pay-per-view. Let him come back at SummerSlam and a rematch and put Bray over. Then I'd have no problem with it. Okay, next is our main event, which is Brock Lesnar, the champion, gets the, the challenger, Roman Reigns. This is a crazy match. Brutality is the only word I can use. This is very brutal. Wrestled very much in the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Style theme. Knees, uh, kicks, elbows, forearms, suplexes. and uh, Roman taking 90% of this and still coming back and fighting back. That is pretty much the epitome of what strong style is. And so that's what uh, this match really reminded me of. Um, at one point, and don't get me wrong, Brock took some uh, potatoes in this match. And uh, had a cut under his eye, another cut on his lip. Winds up going into the ring post. I didn't see a blade drop, and he just started bleeding like immediately. So I think that was a, a hard way cut over his head. He's bleeding pretty bad. Both men are in the ring. They've beaten the crap out of each other. They're both bleeding and busted. Uh, Roman's busted from his lip from a vicious clothesline that he took on the apron. That, uh, I, I don't care. I want to. Yeah, when next time someone told you wrestling's fake, tell him. Yeah, go and stand stand there on that ring apron. Take that clothesline from Brock. Tell me how fake it is. Then. Um, but what happens is as these both men are down the ring, we hear Seth Rollins' music. Crowd pops, they know what this means Seth is coming down the aisle to cash in Money in the Bank Gives the case to the Referee, the match has now become a Three way, a triple threat match And of course you know It's a triple threat match with Seth Fresh And the other two guys practically dead Seth hits them both with His curb stomps Tries to pin Brock, he kicks out He tries to go after Brock again Brock gets him on his shoulders for the F5 But before he can hit it Roman Spears, Brock, Brock kind of tumbles out to the apron. Seth Rollins then curb stomps Roman Reigns, pins him. Seth Rollins is the new champion. Very smart booking here. You did everything you needed to do. You needed to get the belt off of Brock. If he's not going to work, you know, at least seven pay-per-views over the year, and you know a lot more dates than he was working. I don't know what his deal is, but if it's like what his deal was last time. It's hard to keep the belt on him. But this way, you didn't make him look weak. He's still a monster. Uh, He didn't get pinned. So he didn't lose really anything other than aesthetically the title. But he didn't lose anything in terms of being a badass. And you get the the belt on Seth, which is what I think all along you wanted. You didn't have Roman win here, which would have set the crowd in an uproar. And now you set up Roman versus... Uh, Seth Rollins matches uh, coming up. I'm sure you know they'll, Brock will get in there somehow. Some way they'll work Brock into the mix. But without Brock being the champion. You could still have title matches. Every every month. And not have to worry about Brock's dates. So uh, overall. this uh, I gave that match 4 stars. And overall. This mania wildly surpassed my expectations. It's one of the better manias I've seen. I'd say. This is number 31. It's probably somewhere around 15, which is not bad. Now, i got to give credit when it's due, and it was due here. Um, not a great, great show, but nowhere near as bad as I thought it could be. Okay, we spent way more than enough time on WrestleMania. Let's talk about Evolve 39. Unfortunately, this was not a great show. This is not one of the better Evolve shows um, that I've seen. Uh, you know the first half. Well, we'll go into it right now. Uh, Drew Gulak faces faces Timothy Hatcher. Uh, we get treated in parentheses and uh, quotation marks to say to another Gulak promo on the state of wrestling. <sighs> Drew, just please shut up. Just, I I get it. I understand what you mean. Just go in the ring and wrestle. I'm really your promos are not good, and they annoy me. And the fans weren't happy with it either. Uh, the match is a very MMA style match, a lot of rolling on the mat, a lot of countering, trying to get submissions, what have you. At one point, Thatcher tries to go for the Tower of Beginners. It's countered, Gulak gets a Flying Lariat for a two count. That was probably the biggest spot in the match. Uh, some more rolling around, Thatcher tries to get a Kimura, but as he's trying to get it, he gets cradled by Gulak. He gets a three count, gave the match two stars, I think I'm being generous. Next match, Tommy End making his debut versus Biff Busek. Tommy is from Britain. Really nice striker. A lot of nice stiff shots, kicks, and knees and stuff. Biff lays in some stiff stuff too. At one point, a really nice flying knee by Tommy, which looked really nice. You know, in this match, going in, I'm not really a big Biff fan, and his timing seemed really off here. There's something about this match. It just really, really didn't, didn't come off right. And, I mean, again, I'm a layman, but to my layman eyes, it kind of looked to me like it was Biff's timing that was off. Maybe just they don't know these guys. He's new, uh, Tommy, so maybe they just haven't worked together. And, you know, sometimes that causes a little bit of problem when you're working with somebody you don't know. But for whatever reason, this match came off very herky-jerky. At one point, people were chanting that this was awesome. Really? If this is awesome, you guys have problems. You know, stop just chanting to chant fans. You know, stop trying to make yourselves part of the show. You're not, you're fans. Busick winds up locking on a weird naked choke. Tommy Ann passes out, and uh that's the victory for Biff Busick. He comes out he he after the match he cuts another bad promo about Chris Hero again. I gave the match to <clears throat> sorry, I gave the match two stars. Next match, Ethan Page versus Chris Hero. Ethan Page also making his debut, I believe. Chris is thus abusing this kid with chops, with kicks, what have you. It's all Hero. Page tries him out to comeback, Really doesn't go far. Hero hits a sit-out powerbomb for an near fall. Then he winds up hitting his rolling elbow. Gets the victory. Two stars, you know. It was barely above a squash. Um, then Hero cuts a boring promo on Busick. Busek comes out, and they're cutting boring promos on each other, and Busek's telling them, you know, I'll give you a free shot, uh, of course, uh, Hero doesn't take the free shot, whatever, uh, I, I could barely keep my eyes open during this, one hour in, this has not been a good show, but that starts to change with our next match, which is Caleb Conley, Brian Cage, yes, the same Brian Cage and Lucha Underground, and TJ Perkins. Led to the ring by Soul Val and her bodyguard, Andrea, collectively known as the Premier Athlete Stable. They take on Ricochet, you, uh, UHA Nation, and Rich Swan. Swan comes to the ring doing his rendition of All Night Long. I love that gimmick. The fans loved it. This was much needed at this point. Just to me, the show was dying a horrible death. And uh, this brought life to the crowd and really helped things. No ricochet Uha dancing, great stuff. I love Rich Swan. Uh, the match starts. Everyone you know early on is trying to get some spots in and look good here, but the guy who really stands out is Brian Cage. As I've talked about, his offense is just sick, um, and it's not just a Lucha Underground. It was sick here too. At one point, Cage mocks Uha, and does his move of the standing moonsault. Gets a two count on Rich Swan. Later on, Swan catches Cage with a nice bunch of series of kicks. Tags in Uha. Uha and Cage go out of the wild. Looks like they might be setting up for a one-on-one match with them. Uh, looks like a natural rivalry. They're both about the same size. Um, I think Cage, to me, looks a little more seasoned than Uha. But uh, I think it would be a good match. Uh, two really big guys who can move. Uh, later on... Rich hits a Rolling Thunder on Connolly for a two count. Then, Uha and Ricochet do a Press Slam into an Ace Crusher combo. That was pretty cool. Uh, Then, Uha and Swan do a wheelbarrow DDT combo for a near fall. We get a Scrum in the ring where everybody's hitting each other with a move. It ends with uh, Cage hitting his discus clothesline on Uha, but can't get the pin. Press slam by Uha to a Conley and then a four fifty by Rich Swan. Then Uha hits the Uha combination on him and they get the victory. This was a fun match. Um, after the match, Andrea double low blows Uha and Swan, Cage tosses ricochet over the ropes, and then Conley cracks Rich Swan with the belt. CJ Perkins seems less than enthused with this whole scenario. Uh, SoCal Val starts berating him in the ring. He basically blows her off, walks off, apparently leaving the group, which uh, seemed to upset them uh, that he was leaving. Uh, so it looks like uh, we see maybe T.J. Perkins is now, not I've ever really seen him do anything heelish, but I guess he'll be maybe starting to feud with the members of the Premier Athletes. I gave the match three stars. Very fun match. Very good job. Next, we get what was match of the night. It's for the D.G. USA Open the Freedom Gate title. Champion Johnny Gargano versus A.R. Fox. They're really putting over how A.R. Fox between Dragon Gate USA and Evolve has won every title but the Open the Freedom Gate title. Pretty even match. There was a lot of fighting outside. A super kick and a tornado DDT on the floor by Gargano was really nice. There was a crazy sequence in the ring where they were like trading roundhouse kicks, super kicks, forearms, uh, Ended with a discus clothesline from Gargano. Later on, Gargano hits a suicide dive and both men crash through the steel railing. The railing falls on top of the fans in the front row. Um, it was crazy. Gargano... May have legitimately injured his knee on this spot. I was worried about a lot of people being injured. It really looked dangerous. Uh, Fox comes back. Hits a Canadian Destroyer. Gets a near fall. Then Gargano ends up hitting a buckle bomb. And then a lawn dart. He covers only gets two. AR comes back. Gets him down. Hits a 450. But that's not enough. It finally ends with Johnny Gargano. Locks on the Gargano escape. Uh, a R Taps three and a half stars. This was a great match. There was a little sloppiness some in and, and midway with the striking, but overall this was a really good match. Both guys worked really hard. After the match, we do get a promo from Gargano, who's talking about his title versus title unification match coming up with Drew Galloway. Um, he also makes comment about how he's going to have to go to the emergency room after the show. Uh, he had his knee checked out, and I don't think I don't think that was uh, a storyline. I think he thought he really hurt his knee, um, so we'll have to see how that develops. Drew Galloway in the main event defends the Evolve Championship against P.J. Black, who is the former Justin Gabriel. It's an okay match. Uh, at one point, P.J. early on catches Drew with three super kicks. Um, there's a tornado DDT, pile driver by Galloway. He also hits a air raid crash off the top rope when near fall. But finally, kind of almost out of nowhere, he hits a future shock DDT for the win. It was kind of anticlimactic. This match wasn't bad. I gave it two and a half stars. It just, I don't know, it felt a little flat, I guess, compared to the Gargano match earlier. Uh, Drew starts to cut a promo I have no idea what he said I couldn't understand him Wasn't a great mic Plus his uh, accent just made it hard for me to understand what he was talking about Gargano comes out They start uh, Cutting promos on each other Drew says something to the point like "You know, I'm gonna kill I will kill you if I have to to win that title Which was kind of weird Coming from Drew Who by the way is probably a good foot and a half taller than Johnny Gargano it was an okay show. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I mean, really, the second half of the show saves it from being a bad show. Uh, but I'm hoping that the other uh, World Wrestling Network uh, shows from this WrestleMania weekend are better than this one. I found this one to be slightly a, a letdown. Really, if you take away that A. R. Fox match, I wouldn't. I really would not have liked the show at all. So uh, And that's our show for this uh, I want to say this week Because I'm going to be back before the week is over And uh, we will talk a little more Independent wrestling As I said we will go over Evolve 40 which took place The World Wrestling Network Joint Show We'll talk about We'll talk about ROH TV Lucha Underground will be on in a couple of days If I could get the King of Indies show Or the Shimmer show I'll talk about those also I have not been able to get copies of them yet. If I do, we will talk about them. But I want to thank you for listening today. And uh, until the next time, thank you and bye-bye.